You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. You did, you come up. What were we talking about? You were talking about porter, something to do with vanilla porter beer. What are right. you drinking? And then I said, what is Porter? Is that a type of beer? And you said, no, that's a guy who carries your luggage. And I said, no, I think it is the name of a beer. And you're like, no, it's a guy who does this or that. So I looked it up. Hospital Porter. Porter is the name of a dark kind of beer. Came from, apparently, the word used for people who carry stuff. I don't know what the connection is, but... So I got this vanilla Porter ale beer stuff to try. Quite good. I don't drink beers or anything, but personally, I think any beer... (laughs) I like the way you say I don't drink beers or anything. No, I mean, I don't drink alcohol. Let's say, let's say. But personally, when I did drink alcohol, when I was in my 20s or whatever, whenever they said this beer tastes like this or this beer tastes like that, they always taste like beer. Just this too, it, It's overwhelming the taste of alcohol and yeast and hops to me to taste any subtle Right, anything. and I totally disagree. I'm with you on wine. Because I can't right. tell the difference, yeah, just, hardly. But yeah. beer, I've always liked, and so I can always tell the difference. Wine's really difficult. When people say, oh, it tastes of this, it tastes of that, it tastes of this, all I taste is alcohol. Right. And, and I don't know... And yet, you eat some shit, and you not shit, you eat some stuff, and you can say, oh, I think they have, like, two grains of black pepper I can in definitely there. taste... <laughs> it tastes like... I, I definitely have a good palate for tasting things, I know that. But not wine and beer. But not wine and beer, no, I don't get it. It's it, like when they say it's super complex, the taste, to me, I don't get any of it. You know, and some people go, hmm, it's a slight, uh, like an antique book cupboard. And <laughs> what? A, yeah, that, that guy, Gary Vanderchuk. Ew. He'll say, hmm, tastes like an antique book cupboard crossed with an old raincoat after a rainy day. And like, you're like, how do that you get That sounds disgusting. Yeah, well, that's, he says all kinds of shit that you can taste. And I'm always like, I bet you any money if I taste it, it just tastes like vinegary alcohol. If so you think wine. they're just making it up or they're just super testers? I'm not sure, what they, I'm not sure what they are. Like that Jilly Goulden on the British But I can TV. definitely tell the difference between You can taste vanilla. It's like kind of a, I don't know, it's hard to describe. Kind of. Alright, so this is beer drinking, <laughs> beer tasting weekly? No. Alright, so this is Sunday, March the 20th. Is that right? Doesn't seem right. I guess it is. Sunday, March the 20th, 2011. Oh, the 20th is yesterday, which is Saturday, which is today. But Sunday is the day we normally do it. Sunday, no, wait. March the 20th, today. Sunday today is Sunday. 20th. Oh, right. Why do you think it's Saturday? I don't know. Co- completely weird. <laughs> so... It is Sunday, just March. Lost a day. Sunday, March the twentieth, two thousand and eleven. This is after the show number one hundred and sixty-four. The movie we're going to be reviewing this week is *The Tourist*, the Blu-ray uh, edition, Blu-ray slash DVD combo pack, no digital copy included. It's the two thousand and ten movie, nominated for three Golden Globes, Best Actress, Best Actor, and Best Picture. It is also... That's a bit of a stretch. Yes, there on all I three of those. do believe that. I do believe I don't... It didn't win. Yeah. It was just nominated. But still, that's still a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'm uh, not laughing because it's crappy or anything. I'm just laughing because it's like, really? There's not a lot of... So this will be released on Blu-ray disc and DVD on Tuesday the 22nd of March 2011. So we're very timely with this one because it's this Tuesday coming up. And it's on Blu-ray, DVD... DVD combo pack, Blu-ray, and it's from our friends at Sony. And you're going to tell us what it's all about. Really? You're not going to interrupt me. I'm going to say what it is. 
Fish out of water. <laughs> With a spy element. It's a do du- it's an ordinary dude in extraordinary circumstances, a beautiful woman or a woman, depending on your opinion, and some kind of spy criminal shit going on. In the city of Venice shit. stuff. Spy see that on the back of activities. the box. Spy criminal shit going on. <laughs> spy criminal activities. But mostly it's man out of water. You know, like I said, ordinary dude thrown into like a sort of crazy circumstance. Or thrown and a mysterious into water woman. in this case. Mm-hmm. A mysterious woman and a city built on the water. So the tourist. Um, I saw the trailer for the tourist. Did you? Quite some time I did, ago. yeah. Quite some time ago. It seems like a long time ago. Um, and what that trailer portrayed is exactly what this movie is. Yeah, it is, um, really. In fact, don't see that trailer. if you. Because <laughs> it was one of those trailers, wasn't it, where it ki- kind of... Unfolds everything for a, a you. A bit too much. Um, so, here's my opinion on The Tourist. In a brief, before we start. Okay. Um, it, can't this be part of it? Does this have to be before we start? This well, is part of just it. let me say that. My, <laughs> thing, my thing on this is... It has all the elements of a good, like it's going to be great or good even, but I felt myself left a little bit cold by it. Mm. In in fact, a really perfect word to describe it is tepid. Oh, goodness. Because it has all the elements, but to me it didn't come together. Like There was moments where I was enjoying myself, but there was moments where I was like, this isn't. This feels almost phoned in occasionally. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Not. It feels like everybody doesn't have the heart in it. I feel like there wasn't. I mean, I agree about eighty-two percent of what you said, eighty-two point seven. But I actually enjoyed all of it. But I felt like not with Jolie and Depp so much because I feel like they kind of got a grasp of their characters there. You know what I mean? Like, she's supposed to be elusive and There's mysterious. Not a lot to it. So, there doesn't, a lot to that. All she has to do is kind of stand and walk and she has a few moments of emotion which she connects like in Salt where it's just right. I yeah. mean, exactly perfect to me. He has a lot of, they both have a lot of thinking to do through their parts because they're internalizing something and thinking about something which is what I love about it. But then the bad guys don't bother me. I mean, they they should be worse. I and think that's a problem, right? Yeah. And what I actually don't think is a problem, and what I love... Like, when you drop off from these two to the other characters, except for the British guy, like him, but, but everybody else drops the ball. But what I love about this oh movie God, is... Oh, God, didn't I just say that? ...the fact that it starts with... Um, it's obvious it's a, Euro- it's a European-style production, you know? Like, they don't, they don't give the, um, the guys in the... The police guys, they don't give them... Um, in, they don't English to speak. They um, oh yeah, they they all are speaking with subtitles in the native languages, and I'm like, yeah, this is good. This I like this kind of you know a proper European style movie. And then when the you know talent whatever you call them <laughs> appear, every, you know people have got accents and stuff, and I liked it. It just seemed like a Bond kind of espionage thing that was going to take us all over the place, and it was going to be an action ride. But then, like you say, the there are some good people playing these villain roles, yeah, too. Yeah, really good. I mean, I mean like, got Stephen Burkhoff. There's some really good people in there. Is that the, that guy? The main guy, like... The main bad guy. He's good, but in this, it's like... Fuck yeah, he's good, yeah. Fuck. And he's really good in, in stuff. I mean, he was in Clockwork Orange. He was in, like... He's been in all kinds of stuff. I mean, he's he's a he's staple. He's yeah, creepy. and he's really good. And he does what he normally does in this movie, but... 
And there's a scene where he's supposed to be really menacing and he does this particular thing, which I won't spoil, but other people do. If it was Gary Oldman doing that, I would be wincing in my seat when it was happening. I felt nothing from it. And yeah, it was supposed to be a horrifying sequence, and I was like... I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. I, you know, and there was one guy acting like he was horrified, and the other... And I just... I was watching it thinking, I'm no more horrified of this body than of I was... You're kind spoiling it without spoiling it, but whatever. No, I was no more <laughs> horrified of this body than I was... I, knew, I know he's a body from the moment you show his face. You don't even have to say he's a body. But he does this bad thing, and I don't... Nothing happens. I didn't have any reaction to him. Like... When I see... Like, I didn't need that tool that they use in so many movies. A particular way to make you really feel this guy's bad. Yeah. When I I see Leon the Professional and I see Gary Oldman stood in that that corridor and he takes his pill and he winces his neck and then he opens that door with that old lady. goes crazy. Goes nuts. Like, I am scared of him. Like, from (laughs) that point onwards, I am like, this guy is a nut job. I can't deal with him. He's... I don't know what he's going to do. This guy, it didn't do it for me. And... It's nothing to do with the actor. It's to do with what he's got to work with, I think. Because he's a, he's a scary-looking dude, and he's... Part of it was to do with him, but I, I don't know how to... I'm not an actor But that's why I say people didn't feel like they had the heart in it. What it felt like to me, a lot of it was like, we've got, we've got these major people. This is a... You know, look at the poster, what we can have. Look at the, look at the product, what it will be. Like, it's Angelina Jolie. It's oh Johnny Depp. Like, the, yeah. They're yeah. the hottest people. Um, then we've got... All these other people who are peripheral people who you've probably all seen before, but you don't know who they are, kind of thing. It's, but overall, it to me, it, while I like this type of movie, it lacks something. I, I felt like, but then the parts, well, it didn't lack things for me. I felt I really enjoyed it. Well, I mean, I enjoyed it because it, the, I felt, all of it except I really like a juicy, creepy, menacing bad guy, and then I like a really intimidating. Uh, forced to be reckoned with a law enforcement person who's also involved with the situation. I want somebody who's either, I don't know, not not cookie cutter, but I mean just something. And in both of those cases, maybe it is washed out so that these two movie star people are highlighted. But I want them all to be just as like quirky or as powerful, and they just weren't. And they were good. Like take take um I don't even know. I think. I think you could have put almost anybody in the main roles as well, and it could have been just as good. It wasn't Depp and her that made um, it this, good. This me. movie um, actually had a lot of trouble during production. It's been in production for years. Really? Originally, it was going to be Charlize Theron as um, the Jolie character. And the original director, the guy who directed this, was involved. It kind of all went sour, and he left, and uh, um, Angelina Jolie signed on. And then they got another director, and that went all to pot. Right. And then the original director, who ended up directing it, came back, and then it got made again. So what I was reading, it was it was in Demultuous. limbo and stuff, and it never. It was supposed to be made, supposed to be made, and apparently Angelina Jolie went on record of saying that she took it because it was a very short shoot <laughs> and it fit in between two other things she was doing. That's what she said about it. So I don't know. It, it seems like a troubled production, but to me. I like this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of... I like... You know, I'm, you don't... Oh, I don't like cheeky 
I do like Cheeky. I, I like Johnny Depp, and I feel... There's a couple of cheeky things, but it, it actually is just right. Like, yeah, the, the, it's the, not overboard cheeky. It's not comedy. It's not like Pink Panther kind of French guy, fish out of water No, stuff. not like that. It's like just subtle, mostly, and it's enough. And then there's the... Maybe that's why the menacing needed to be cranked up, because you threw a little bit of comedy in there. Not comedy, but... Um, I guess I never felt like anybody was in danger, and that was the case, like... Uh, because you know how these kind of stories are going to kind of go. And I never felt like... Because of that baddie, for instance. Well, you know, that baddie... His henchmen were more menacing to me. Yeah. Because they were pretty... For- they were right on it. That guy jumping to the boat and they seemed more... I also felt like the action sequences. Um, particularly like one of the big ones. Were, I mean, I assume it was a big one where there was two boats. Mm. I like that one. You liked it. Well, I... I also felt it fell flat. I was expecting a bit more, but there again, I'm used to like a bomb. Yeah, though. so why put that on there? I think it's just right. That's why I yeah. liked it. Because it wasn't like in your face, 50 much. stunts. It was like, what would happen almost in reality if you hook this boat to that boat and then just drag it out and somebody's trying to get on it? It was actually a little more based in some, really, um, some real physics than it was like an Indiana Jones kind of boat chase or anything. And I like that about it. Some really bad green screen when he's running across the roof. I didn't think it was bad. I just thought it was like, because it's just sky. But the lighting was completely different to like the rest. Like whenever the when they showed him on the roof, this was what kind of ruined it for me. Oh, I didn't even notice what you're talking about. Well, he was right running across a roof in the movie, and there's some bad guys, and then they look down at Angelina Jolie, who's like supposed to be, you know, near near to it, going like she's yelling at him. And her thing looked completely different to their thing. And they were, like, literally supposed to be right next to it. it oh, I just, disagree completely. I didn't notice did that. No, no, no. I thought it looked... I, it really was jarring. I thought you was going to be thinking, oh, my God, look at no. this green screen. Obviously, it was green screen, but... Um, Why? Do you think they wouldn't have Depp running across the no. roof? Who ran across um, the roof recently that did really do it? I don't think Depp would have. We saw it on an extra, though, remember? Was it Born? Tom Cruise, maybe? Yes, it was. Tom Cruise. Tom really? Cruise would have. He did that shit. Tom Cruise could have done that <laughs> and, yeah. role. Or could Tom Cruise have done that role? Is he is he hapless? Can can he come across hapless like Johnny Depp can? He did some comedy in Day and Night. He did, but he seems a bit too suave. Like he'd come across too. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, whereas, he whereas takes himself too Johnny seriously. Depp can do the. He can do this kind of man, like like a. Because he's a math teacher. Man. He's yeah. like an American math teacher. Just an average dude. Yeah, who's just, just you know bumbling along like fish out of water. And you get a couple... But then I was thinking European movies, and I think Clouseau and shit like that, where you get, like, a little bit of the sort of slapsticky for a split second, but then you get back in. So maybe that was it. The combination wasn't severe enough. There wasn't, like, you get this little cheekiness, and then you go, oh, God, there's the bad guy. Holy crap. You know what I mean? You need that contrast. And in this, there's not a lot of contrast with people. But looking on the bright side, because I just... I feel like I slammed the movie for ten minutes there. Looking on the bright side, what I really did like about this movie, uh, and these are things that stuck in my mind, and I was almost wanted to write them down when I finished. <laughs> so when I finished, one was the score. I really, really liked it, especially at the beginning when they were in Paris. So Do you remember? Fashioned, I loved it. Yeah, it almost sounded like a, a Pink Panther movie, like a fifties movie, late fifties, early sixties. When she's walking through the hotel, and they've got they've already got to Venice. They walk. She's walking through the hotel, and the music, the orchestra thing is kind of building and building with this sort of like 
What's the name of that movie where she trans they transform the woman, you know, like dun, 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 like that kind of thing, and she opens a closet and there's this big dun, 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 symphonic thing where you're supposed to go like oh like it has an impact when yeah, you're seeing. It was all like that. Yeah. I uh, liked that. And I really liked it. and it was James Newton Howard the score, so you know, a very popular Oscar winning c- c- composer. Uh, but I really like that. And secondly, I thought the cinematography was really awesome too. Like, I mean, you can't, yeah, yeah. You can't make um, <laughs> Venice look ugly anyway. I mean, it's a really pretty place. Um, but I think they really, when they they went on a bit too much in the extras about how we want to make yeah. make Venice the character and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yes, I, I think they achieved that because you know it, it was really an uh, you know Angelina Jolie's there, who's like a beautiful woman, but like Venice is there. And you 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 think what which is the best to look at that kind of thing? Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, they made it look really good. Um, so I like that. I also liked the train. I know that was yes. I know it was very inaccurate because there is no Eurostar train to Venice from. They didn't go to Venice. Paris. She flew to Venice. They were they were on a plane. Right? They were on a train. They both went on the train. And they got off in Venice. Yes. Hmm. It, it, it's inaccurate. There isn't a train from Paris to Venice. <laughs> Such a geeky thing to say. It's it doesn't matter. There's no train. I guess I'm, I guess it's just me. How do you I'm know Euro- that? Because I'm European. There just isn't. Check check that. Uh, well, I don't care. That's not. That's the um, thing. I don't care. Think where Paris is. Think where Italy is. I'm, I'm a little vague on that, but. But uh, I like I like trains, and I like that. If and it did feel like a Hitchcock kind of yeah. setup. Really yeah. did like, uh, and I, I like it. It's old-fashioned, like. but without the, it didn't have that part. To me, was a little bit too light. Like you're, you're, he's getting drawn into something here, like a, you know, what, what you find something real action. serious, serious and a bit dark, maybe. And there's none of that. It's all sex, not sexual, but it's a beautiful woman. You know, sort of tangling it's up with this moving. ordinary it's not duty. Real. But there's no like guts to it. You know what I mean? That's the only thing. But other than that, I love it on the train. I think it's awesome. And the other thing I really liked, and this is something um, that the dialogue on the train's awesome as well. I love that women don't the like costumes. Questions. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed the costumes, and I'm not just talking because Angelina Jolie wears about ten different outfits, and she's, you know, really classy stylish looking like from the old days and yeah, I yeah. like that stuff You've, I've said to you I like vintage looking you want me to dress like that? ladies I would um, if I could but, find a gown that fit me like that um, but <laughs> you know not just the costumes for her the costumes for Johnny Depp the, even his pajamas like everything yeah, yeah, was, was awesome. really <laughs> perfect costume I mean I, it's a little too glamour but I think that was the vibe of the movie wanted to go over because every single there are no fat people in this movie there Everybody's are no ugly beautiful. people in, in fact this movie, when they're walking down the train it's all glorious all the gorgeous men people. Yeah. look like they stepped out of a fashion magazine when the they? people are coming up in France from the subway it's all glamorous dressed people who Absolutely. look like they just came out of a movie premiere so, but that's that is the vibe of the movie it's everything's beautiful it's a beautiful place beautiful people it's a bit of danger it's, that's the problem. It's a bit of danger, not a that's lot. That's true. There's a bit of this and that, and you don't feel grounded. I I like that they do make it clear this is a fantasy story. It's a fun movie to dip into. You get in, you get out. Therefore, you're, nothing is reflected from real life. You don't have real population. You don't have, like, all the waiters are, like, supermodel-looking dudes. Everybody. And so you feel a certain sense of, like, romance novel, right? 
And yeah. maybe you and I don't tap into that very well. Because I want a bit of grit. And I want a little bit of, like... No, but I, there is... I do like it on occasion. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I yeah. really did. I loved it. I did. And it wasn't it. boring. And um, it flew by. And I did enjoy it to a point. But I felt like it was a bit too light uh, too light for me. Like They it, did have moments between them, though, where the dialogue and the looks and the reactions were just really awesome. I felt like I really enjoyed them, too, in certain moments. Yeah. I just wish it had carried on to everything, everybody else. Yeah, and it, but that, that's what I'm saying. It's just a little bit too light for me. I know it's supposed to be. It's like a fantasy getaway kind of, you know, 90 minutes of But you want to ma- feel lust and you want to feel peril and you want to feel... I don't mean crank it up like big action sequence. I mean, even the littlest things could make it step one step closer to the, to the grit or the and dark. And it's not necessarily... There are cheeky, funny moments, but they're not. They don't necessarily hit either. Sometimes that you're like, you're kind of like, oh, really? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah. jo- like Johnny Depp. Oh, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's these things what Johnny Depp does where you're like, oh, we've never seen Johnny Depp do that kind of thing before. So it wasn't that funny. Like I was right. just kind of like, yeah, you know. Um, so I can't say I hated it, right? But I can't say in a year's time I'll remember. Those are two very extremes. That, why would you bring up hate? Because you actually enjoyed it. Uh, well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. When you say, I didn't love it, but... No, I'm, sa- I'm saying, when I said tepid earlier, I'm saying it's a completely middle-of-the-road movie for me. Right. Not it, even close to hate. No, it's middle-of-the-road movie that I will... I mean, I remember most movies. Mm, but not as we found out this week. You don't remember everything. No, but that's the test of it. Like, do I remember it in two years' time? Right. You Will know? this be one of those movies where you go, yeah, I saw it. And yeah, I remember. But what happened? Like, what was the plot in that? Like, yeah. what about the ninth door? Johnny Depp. Ninth gate. Whatever. See? <laughs> you don't remember the title. <laughs> I know, I've seen it. <laughs> but remember. I remember nothing about it. Not really, it. no, me neither. I mean, barely. I don't even know if I saw it. How about Constantina or whatever the hell that was called? With I remember the, that. With. It was horrible. Neo, right? Mm-hmm. I barely remember stuff, but I know I've seen it. I remember it, and I know it was... This one I might remember, because it does have a lot of really nice images, and I'm a little more attuned to that than I am other things, you know, visually, but... I enjoyed it a lot, and there are a lot of people I know would enjoy it. But then there are people who would say, kind of like what you did, like, not enough action, not enough big things, and the, like that kind of stuff, but... I think it's a it nice movie. It, well, it makes me want to go back and watch some of these mysterious sort of uh, movies from the 50s and 60s because I really like the style of it. Yeah, and I do too. And um, I, and it's not about the not enough action for me. It's just it felt a bit light. It felt like a I want something more to get my teeth into. But there again, I don't want it to be... It's not a serious movie and it's, I don't think it should have even attempted to be because it, it was trying to be cheeky plus... You know, it's not an R-rated movie either. It's a PG-13. It's more of a everybody yeah, can enjoy it. Yeah, that would be it, like. where you get you cut off the really menacing stuff, I suppose. I think that's why, isn't it? If it was R-rated, the baddie could have got a bit more menacing. Maybe his dialogue would have been a bit more menacing. You know what I mean? I, you know what? For them, I think all it would have taken was just a little bit different attitude. Like, the slightest difference would have made it a I also, big difference. I, for some reason, I was thinking... If he'd have just shut his mouth a bit more and <laughs> yeah. said a bit less. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't need to say anything. An action, maybe, the action that I said didn't really work, without him saying anything, would have been enough. I think that's why Gary Yeah, Oldman he had little little monologues the, here and there. So yeah. Which are a bit like... And the things you hear about him make him more menacing than he is. 
you know, she's telling him, she's telling Deb yeah. about this bad guy things he's done, and you're like, God, that guy's, a, but then that they, guy's an and asshole. Then the makers of this film feel plain, they need to show plainly you. show him immediately, and then show him saying some things, and then show him being a bit nasty, and show him being very nasty. Like, I don't think... The mystery is better, yeah. Yeah, I think that might be the case. So, um, let's move on to the cast of this movie. Uh, Angelina Jolie plays Elise Clifton Ward. Um, I think we've kind of covered it now already. Except for a couple of peripheral people. Yeah, she, um... I asked you a question. You said it was a loaded question. When I said, would you rather look at her every day than your wife? And for some reason, you think that's a loaded question. (laughs) How can I answer that question? (laughs) Honestly? (laughs) Like, if you could replace me with her, would you? When you said, do all men (laughs) want Angelina Jolie? Like, is that their goal to have Angelina Jolie to look at all the time? Instead of their wives. Or the women who are not. Everybody apart from Brad Pitt, because he must be sick of looking (laughs) at them better. Yeah, same (laughs) as your Brad Pitt. (laughs) He'd be like, oh God, not her again. The fact that you won't answer means yes, and that, that you just don't have the nerve to say it. Like, I think. I think she's my. Um. Because, no, I wouldn't replace you with Johnny Depp because I don't give a shit what people look like. And I think you're awesome and that's just... I know, I don't either. I mean, she could be absolutely horrible in real... You know, like, (laughs) a personality could be horrendous, right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking looking at... I like how she looks, yes. Um, I think she's... Scarlett Johansson is one for me, too. I really like the way she looks. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I like the way she looks. Um, I like the way she looks, too. And I think I'm growing more fond of her. I'm more not this one, of course. I mean, they're paying her to be the beautiful Angelina Jolie, and she has moments where it's really sincerely good, just like in Salt. Like I said, that her she specifically she's literally brings, Angelina Jolie in this, though. Like, like if how we she's not very she's not very affable. I don't like, even she feel doesn't like she's smile a character, enough. Though. I feel like she's, she's Angelina Jolie. Like, I would disagree. No, I mean, I feel like they're saying she's a picture of Angelina Jolie. Yeah, look yeah. like. You know, <laughs> you know, like I said, she's got really good posture. Oh, yeah, man. Have, well, have very good posture. Look beautiful in every scene. will make you up perfectly. Your hair will be perfect. Every single shot of you in this movie will be perfect. There's a lot of these shots where she goes... Yeah, and... Turns her head really slow. <laughs> like Space 1999, Barbara Bain. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it's old-fashioned. Like it's. You know, it, I can't even imagine it's what like, it's like to be a, a person that people admire you... I'm not saying that's all there is to her. I'm saying the world only admires you for that. Now, I it sounds really weird to say, but it must be really annoying sometimes. And I would trade being the beautiful woman sometimes for being what I am. But on the other hand, you're nothing but an empty shell to people, right? The, you know, like, we're hiring her because she's Angelina Jolie, not because she's... Um, who's somebody that you feel is like an actually, you always think she's quality actressing, like Kate Winslet, or, I mean, do you like, who was it to you that you like Scarlett Johansson as an actress? Yeah, more I think than, she's a really good actress. Um, I think, uh, but when people Julianne think of, Moore. Right, but when people think of Angina Jolie, I don't you're thinking of the shell of her, and uh, not just her. I mean, she's been, I mean, one of my recommendations, she's awesome, and she's awesome in Salt. I thought it was really good. I think she's, obviously, um, Salt was more of a part than like in, like I say, in this tourist, she's mysterious and quiet. It's and yeah, it's it's not a stretch for her to do this. I mean, she looks like she looks right. They make her look really pretty, and they do her hair nice, and she wears very expensive gowns, and, and stuff. she walks a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but in salt, you, you know, she's 
bear, isn't she? You know, sometimes she she's just got a, a knit cap on and she's running. You know, like, yeah. she doesn't look glamorous, and uh, and she's got a lot to. Well, there's, well, we don't want to give salt away, but there's yeah. a lot to that. Um, but this, you know, she's doing the Tomb Raider Lara Croft accent, right? That she learned mm. when she did Tomb Raider. It's the same one. It could be Lara Croft. Do you feel like it's good? Because I, I don't really know. I, I, I do. I think it sounds like a upper class um, British person. You know what I mean? Like a royalty almost. It's high. Right. You know, it's a high up the. And she's living in a rich world, so yeah. So it's right for this, and it's and it's right for Tomb Raider too. She's it, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Uh, Lara Croft's a similar character somebody who gets involved in this but she's upper class right um so yeah she does that she looks pretty but yeah i don't feel it's a stretch don't feel like it's a stretch for depp either because he's mr cheeky he has some really good moments though because the character i really liked him i I did i did think they worked well together because it was almost comical except like on the train when they're talking i felt a certain sort of vibe that i liked a lot not like sexual but i mean a good see i would like it a lot you know Imagine like, you're Johnny Depp, Angelina Jolie, come to the set on a movie together. Everyone around you is going, oh yeah, my right, god, this is it's like, Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie. Yeah. And you're looking at each other, oh, well, fully aware of this world around you. And here you're supposed to be doing a movie that, who knows what they thought of it. But it's not exactly high and mighty. It's not exactly a, you know, life changer. It's not a Schindler's List. or You know, I mean, talking about, like, it's an action kind of romantic sort of movie. And if they're sitting there just staring at each other, they have something in common that no one else on that set understands. Would you compare it to something like Fool's Gold? Do you think somebody who liked Fool's Gold would like this? Is it that lighthearted? I don't. No, it's not lighthearted. That's too lighthearted. Yeah. But like, and to me, the quality of this one's way higher. I think. I think so too. Maybe this. Maybe a similar kind of audience would like. I don't think so. But this one. Well, I was going to say this one is a little bit more serious, but. It isn't really, if you dig into it. It's not really serious. It's more like a throwback. It's kind of a... Um, I don't know. It's hard to describe. So, yeah, uh, Johnny Depp plays Frank. We just mentioned Johnny Depp. Um, Paul Bettany plays the Inspector John Archison. Um, but Paul Bettany's not from Shallow Grave, like I said. He's mm. from... Um, I had just looked him up. He's from a lot of things that you'll know. Uh, and he's a British actor. Um, what do you know him from? I was just, I he seemed looked. really familiar to me. He was in... Uh, and he did a fine job. I mean, he was fine. I mean, there was... He did. His part is kind of neutral to lines. me. I think they all had him. Yeah, yeah I yeah. do. There was a bit of looping in this movie, because there was a couple of things where he was talking, and I was like, that doesn't look like it matches up. It's all, yeah, near the beginning yeah. when he was in the office. Yeah, yeah, at the very beginning there was lots of looping. Yeah, it didn't yeah. seem to work. And it was seemed to be down... <coughs> it seemed to be a lot of his scenes, though. Mm. So maybe... And there again, and he's a British guy, and he had a, a bit of a changing accent for me. I wasn't sure what was going on with it. Sometimes he sounded American, sometimes he sounded British. Not Did to you me. Get, no, to no. me, it was kind of all over the place. Like he'd, I don't know what he was Toned doing. Toned it down. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he, had, maybe he was in another movie or was doing some maybe other had part. A, well, the director's American, right? Maybe he was like, I don't fully understand what you're saying. So that director time. don't seem American to me with that name. Look at that director's name. Sound American. Donner's Mark. <laughs> Look at the whole name, though. Yeah? Florian Henkel von Donner's Mark. <laughs> Doesn't sound American. It could be anything. I think he's like Danish. Or... My father's name is Thomas Van Redding, so... <laughs> and he's totally American. 
Yeah, but that doesn't sound... We really want to hunt him down there. <laughs> uh, Timothy Dalton is in here as uh, Chief Inspector Jones. Pretty pretty brief. Could have been uh, I do like Timothy Dalton, you know. And then I said yep. to you, there's a, there's a link here. Because uh, we was watching the extras and it was about Venice. And I said to you, oh, Doctor Who, remember when they filmed in Venice? Because they did an episode with these women vampires that yes. was pretty cool. And uh, then, uh, then Timothy Dalton stepped on the screen and I was like, Doctor Who, Timothy Dalton, was in Doctor Who as one of the Time Lords. And he was also James Bond, which is also another casino royal. Six degrees from Timothy yeah, Dalton. exactly. <laughs> and you, one of your favourite Bond is the one with him. Yeah. Um, Stephen Burkoff uh, is Reginald Shaw, and we talked about him. Yeah, unfortunate, because I find him really creepy, just he, as he is. He is really awesome. He's been in a, a lot of movies. He didn't uh, creep me out, though. If you're British, you'll know him. If you're not British, you'll know him, because he's been in a lot of stuff. Um as a bad guy, generally. Has he been a bad guy in Bond? Because he seems Bond bad. Very likely. Highly likely. Um, I mean, we've seen them all, but... Clockwork Orange is the role I remember. I think this summer we should make a make a plan to watch Bond again. All 25. Mm-hmm. Start at the beginning. Because we did it before. And it was really fun. And now we have a big projector and a screen. I think we watched them on projector and screen. Mm-mm. Watch them on the TV. Because we were facing the other way in the room. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, director is Florian Henkel van Donnersmaak. Um, Lives of Others was the other movie he made. The, the Lives of Others, I don't know it either. Um, it was a, it was a big, it was nominated for several awards on, in the year it came out, but, um, other stuff was, uh, when I looked down his list, they were all foreign names, so mm. it was not anything that we would know. Um, serviceable job? It's like one of those, um... Where we've said before, where it's like, it, it looks good because it's in yeah, Venice. Yeah, it's kind of a mixture because I feel like the scenes with... Do you really need to direct these two people? Jolie, you know? I think you do. I mean, they're, they're not, they don't just automatically walk on a set and know what to do. But when it's just them, you get a certain vibe. When it's the big action from a distance and you're looking at the sh- big shots, it's a different vibe. When you're doing the super glamour shots, it's a different vibe. So I didn't feel any, like... Um, like personality stamp of this person. Do you know no, what I mean? No, not really. Apart so, from when maybe the extras a little bit uh, mm-hmm. where he was talking about... But that's not in the movie. No. So, talking of extras, we have um, an outtake reel which is so brief it's not <laughs> no. even an outtake reel, I wouldn't think. The only thing was about it, I like to see Angelina Jolie have like her giggly self like a... Like a because in a lot of her parts, she doesn't get the chance no. to be like this glowing, you can see she had fun funny, laughing. So I would like to see her just in a in a role where she's just not this, you know. Are we with her cheeks all sunken? Have we in seen her in a comedy? No, but I'd like don't to. Don't feel like I have. Well, just because it's a comedy doesn't mean she's going to be laughing. I'd like to see her in a role where she's smiling no, I'm just a lot, thinking, like, you know, laughing a lot. Because really... the changeling that wasn't funny. Not really. Uh, <laughs> um, and there's an alternate animated title sequence, which is interesting. If you, I liked it, you didn't, mm-hmm. but it's polarizing, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's a Bond, like a James Bond ripoff almost. But kind of cheap looking, so I'm yeah. glad they didn't use it. It's nice that it's there, though. Somebody yeah. spent some time to make it. No that kidding. Um, there's a director commentary. There's a gala affair bringing glamour back, and action in Venice, which and canal chats, which are four. Of your average electronic press kit. Um, talking heads. Talking heads. I mean, it's all right. Yeah. They talk about what it's like to go to work every day in a boat in Venice and how gorgeous it is and how beautiful it is, you know. So you can kind of take it two ways. You can be like, right, you call that a job? 
Yeah. That's not a job. No, no, no. You know what? How I get to work every day. And they, co- <laughs> they cover all the things. They cover the costume lady, the music guy. They cover the action. They cover the stars. You know, briefly, which is nice because I didn't need a lot of extras for this yeah. one. Um, and then there's Movie IQ, which is on all the um, Sony discs, um, and that's it for extras. So it's not a ton, but uh, you do get a DVD. I feel like, even though I enjoyed it a lot, and this is going to sound maybe snotty. <coughs> or rude even to them because everyone made an effort to make the movie. But I feel like the opportunity when you have Johnny Depp, Angelina Jolie, who I, bo- I do like them both, this movie didn't fully utilize that opportunity. You know, like you love Heat. You got Al Pacino, De Niro in a movie together power. and you're, everybody's got to go like, holy shit, we've got to make the most of this opportunity and I don't feel like, and I'm not, I'm not saying highlight these two, I'm just saying everything else in the movie didn't come together to where it's a memorable, amazing, like, this is a movie I want to watch again and again kind of a movie and I think that's a missed opportunity because it's a lovely place, it's a good story, actually yeah. a good story. We forgot to mention that, but it's actually more interesting. Did, we, we didn't want to yeah, no. go into spoiler territory <laughs> no, on any no. of this story, so we just didn't really. Um, so, yeah, that's the uh, movie. Uh, it's out on Tuesday. Brave uh, review. <laughs> it's out on Tuesday from Sony uh, on Blu-ray. Um, Blu-ray looks great, by the way, um, and it definitely is a nice photog- photographed movie. Oh, yeah, because when she's got that red lipstick on and you're zoomed in really close to her face, she looks really perfect. Like, Yeah, she had that red nope. lipstick. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, uh, and uh, if you're, I was going, I was saying in the thing, mm. it's something for the ladies and something for the men, because there's uh, two um, sex symbols. Women aren't like men, so. Um, so yeah, that is uh, the tourist on Blu-ray discs. Uh, thanks to Sony uh, contest. You can see the site for details. Next week's review on Blu-ray discs will be uh, Tangled. Nice. On, uh, I'm on Blu-ray. To that. Um, and the week after will be both Tron movies. Nice. Um, which is exciting for me because I am a Tron aficionado. <laughs> really? Yes, I believe I am. So, um, movie recommendations for this week. I am going with Casino Royale, which is the first of the new Bond movies. Not the original Casino Royale. Not the original, which is not really a Bond movie. It was a TV special thing. But the origi- uh, the new Casino Royale, just because of the Venice scene. Right. Um, and it is really good venison. It is really good. Uh, and my other one was Salt, which was a movie that we reviewed just recently. The last movie with Angelina Jolie in it, um, which I really, really liked a lot. I, that was a movie I would return to. I think it was really good. Yes, I liked it. I mean, it Mostly. was a meaty part for her, I think. I mean, uh, yeah. Like an action, but Emotional. substance. Yeah. And my recommendations are Changeling. Which is also Angelina Jolie in a very non that is a really good one. non funny uh, directed by Clint Eastwood, set in the thirties. Really good, really good. And uh, Chocolat, which I have not watched in a very long time, but I think it's a. I don't remember loving that. It's one of those. It's got Johnny Depp, but it's another one that's a little bit removed from reality, where you've got this sort of like ethereal thoughts of love and whatnot, and. You can sit there and question it all day long and go, oh, how unrealistic, and oh my god, and roll your eyes. But the thing is, you, you take it's quite out romantic, that part. right. Romantic and life, thinking about life and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And it's just nice. It's a comfortable little movie, and it's European-ish, and so I like it. 
And uh, I have a third one, because it's not really a movie, but Spice Trade. The Spice Trade, which you introduced me to recently from BBC. I think that's it, actually. Those three episodes is all it was. Right. That's it. It was just... Oh, it's unfortunate, because it's fantastic. It's yeah. like the history of, and a woman from BBC who goes to these places where, like, Nutmeg originally started this thing where the British people, the British government, or empire, whatever the hell you call it, had decided to take their very first, what's it called when you, colony. Right. Because of a spice. And how horrific it is when men in power decide they want something and they'll just fucking slaughter anybody and anything in their Excuse way. Excuse me? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it, the, the connected connection to spice is just an interesting one because we all, like she starts out saying, in your cupboard right now you have black pepper. And then she explains where that comes from and where it grows and how it's how it's brought. And shows you, you even. Yeah, how... shows you. She goes to the places and it's, right, it's brand new. So, the spice trade, very good on BBC. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, games and a school stuff for this week. I have been playing Homefront, which you actually saw me play some of. Um, I mentioned it a little bit last week, but this week it is out. Um, first thing I have to say is it's really really short. I uh, finished it in three hours and fifty minutes. The whole game, right? Which to me is, for $60, is... Not valuable. I know it as a multiplayer component. But the multiplayer component's actually pretty lame. Isn't that how long Magnolia is? <laughs> yeah. Or some it's other big long It's the length of some movie. movies, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's really brief, and it's a first-person shooter. What it did do right is it's this dystopian future, like I said, uh, where Korea take over America. And it's quite grim. You, you see the Korean soldiers taking families out in the street and firing ranging them in front of the children and all that kind of stuff at the beginning. And it's, you know, you're like, wow, this is really, this is not pulling any punches. It's just like, this is how it is. And it, it doesn't keep that pace. Like it, I, you almost forget who you're fighting towards the end. That's the story drops off like completely. What I did like about it though, is there is something interesting because you've played millions of, shooters if you're a gamer and it's always in like a war-torn area it's in the desert it's in the jungle well this is in your backyard you know one of the um shootouts takes place in a best buy uh well it's a computer warehouse it's like a best buy so you go in in through the car park and then you go inside and they've got it all occupied on the inside and there's video cards flying off the shelves and video games and you recognize you know it's exactly what you know you've been in a best buy it's right and you're using it as like a you're hiding behind the shelves so it adds a familiarity because we don't know what like a war-torn battlefield in iraq looks like but we do know what best buy so and it makes you they were trying to tug on everybody's like sure you know the america like i said to you america gonna you know you know there is a little bit of nationalism and how some of the people talk slightly racist about the Koreans, which I probably would be, like if they were investing in your country, right? And trying to take you over and kill you all. Um, so they try and make it realistic, but towards the end it gets ridiculous. Um, it turns into like a Jerry Bruckenheimer movie. I mean, it's it's like... Or Bruckheimer. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. It's like... Um, it just gets a bit too much. Like it, it starts off as this thing and ends up... Right. Kind of like how many explosions can we have and how many big set pieces can we have. Um, so I kind of lost... I did finish it, but I kind of lost interest and the story didn't matter. In fact, spoiler, 
here. So don't listen for 30 seconds because it's brief. Everybody dies at the end. I mean, the troop that you're in, they drop a nuke on top of them. I mean, the troop order the higher above to drop a nuke because there's no win in this. A nuke comes and that's it. That's the end of the game, so... Yeah, that's it. You can't talk more now about it because you said... While I like while I like games like that, this one kind of... I don't right. know. It feels like there won't be another one. I don't see a home front too. Anyway, another game I um, wanted to play but could not is Motorstorm Apocalypse. Reason I couldn't play it is it's been postponed because of the Japanese um, earthquake disaster. Now, it's not because this game plays, uh, you know, glorifies earthquakes or whatever. It's because earthquakes occur in this racing game. You know, it's about an apocalypse. And it seems a bit too soon to release a game that has... It'd just be rude. It's just unfortunate timing. It was supposed to come out last week. Um, I love the Motorstorm franchise, so it's going to be a good game, but I think it will probably take a few months to be released. Um... So that's all I've been playing this week. But what is out this this week's a big release week for games. First off, we have Crisis Two on Tuesday, which Crisis is one of the biggest first-person shooters on the PC, but it's coming to the consoles this time. So Crisis Two, it's uh, Alien Invasion, New York. Today, we're all taken taken over by aliens, and you're this guy who's a military test subject, like the the government create this suit called the nano suit that soldiers can wear but it's like a prototype but it's like a suit that you can wear as a soldier and it like you can activate things on it that make you bullets just roll off you or you switch it into another mode and you can move really fast and another mode where you can go invisible so you've got kind of alien type powers from this suit that the government have developed but you're fighting these aliens and it's a really gorgeous looking game I mean it looks like New York when you're wandering around. So um, Crisis 2 is out on Tuesday. And the other massive release this Tuesday is Lego Star Wars 3, which um, I never thought there was going to be a third one because they covered all six movies yeah. in the um, last one. But this is the Clone Wars cartoon, so oh, yeah. they're covering that now. So the whole first season of that is wrapped up into this new Lego Did you Star watch Wars it? Thing. Yes, yeah, I've, I've watched all of them. So... Um, Lego Star Wars 3, The Clone Wars. Uh, I believe, from what I hear, is it's the best Lego game yet because they've added a lot more depth to it. It's not just smashing bricks. And right. play. There's a lot more to it. The story's a bit more involved. Um, and then, the rest of this week, like Wednesday, well, you know, games come out on Tuesday. you got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Then on Sunday, games don't come out on Sunday, but this week's very special. Because it's the Nintendo 3DS launch on Sunday. Um, I have pre-ordered a Nintendo 3DS. Um, to replace Which you said you wouldn't. No, but I was looking at my DS and I was like, well, this plays DS. Get no, rid of- no, let me tell you how it goes. <clears throat> I've known you for 11 years. And you will instantly poo-poo something that you hear one little glimmer about or see one little thing about and go, oh, what's the point in that? I would never want to watch that. I wouldn't want to watch that movie. Then... You start reading, and other people start saying how great it is, and then you start looking up, and other people tell you how great it is, and your mind changes. Now, I don't mind that, except that you instantly say, you were like, I, I wouldn't have no reason to have that. No, personally, personally <laughs> and now you're getting personally, it. it's not the 3D that I'm excited about, even though it does, it isn't, the 
console is glasses free 3D for the first time ever. You can turn that... You also said you would never buy one without looking at one in person. No, but it's not the 3D that I'm actually interested in. What I'm interested in is it's not a DS, and a lot of people think it is. A lot of people think it's a DS with 3D. Not true. Let me guess. GameCube? Is it a GameCube shoved into a hand? It's a Wii shoved into a hand. Oh, right, right. It's got motion controls. You know, gyroscopes are in it. Oh, right. It's got... it's, It's slightly more powerful than the Wii. Graphically. That's what Nintendo was saying. So, you know, the DS was Super Nintendo, slight, a little bit... Not not GameCube quality, just a bit less than GameCube quality. And the DS is a great little machine, no doubt, right? But a lot of... Obviously, this, this machine now is in glasses free 3D. But also, the games look better. I mean, it's, it's, it's a new console. It's not just a DS with 3D, which right. a lot of people think it is. Is that but what you thought at first? At first I did. I thought they were just putting this new screen on a DS. Right. But that's not it. And it's backwards compatible with all your DS games as well, even though they won't be in 3D, obviously. But the, all the new games are in 3D. Um, the screen's bigger. It's widescreen, the top screen. The bottom screen's the same as the old DS. Um, are there any new Sims games? Sims 3 is out on launch day, funnily enough. Um, it's got gyroscope controls, so like, just like the Wii, it's got two cameras in the lid, in the back of the lid, so it can take photos in 3D. It's got one camera on the other side of the lid, so it can look at you too. Now, the most exciting thing about it, and not the games that come out on launch day, but there is Ridge Racer, which I'm getting, because you know me and Ridge Racer. I said to somebody this, whenever you buy a console, it always seems to me that there's a Ridge Racer available <laughs> on day one. It's like Namco, like only ever come out with a Ridge Racer when there's a new piece of hardware like so Ridge Racer in 3D I guess for the first time but um, what I'm really excited about is it does this new thing called augmented reality which is built into the 3DS you don't need to buy this game but there's games built into the 3DS and the 3DS comes with these little um, playing cards which they're going to sell down the line so you've got a playing card of Mario and you put it down on your table you know it's just a normal playing card with a picture of Mario when you put it down on the table and you look through the 3DS cameras at, at the picture of Mario, he comes up out of your table and starts walking around it. Now, they're going to in- integrate this into games in the future. So you can imagine something like Pokemon, where your Pokemon battles, the two monsters actually come out of the table and start fighting each other. Well, all that kind of stuff is possible with this console. So I saw a shooting game that's built into the system where you put the card on the desk, the thing that you shoot at rises up out of the desk, and you... You Only probably... as you're looking through the thing. Yeah, obviously it's not really there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, when you're looking through the thing, there's a big monster on the desk that's wandering around your desk, like past all your stuff that's on the desk. And you, to shoot it, are having to move with your 3DS and shoot at it. Like, so it's like a... Right. It's really there. It's, it's hard to explain, but when you see it, it's pretty amazing looking. You know, they've they've even got like, you put the card on the desk, look at the card... And there's a big hole in your desk you can see right down. Like, crazy stuff like that that, you know, I've never really seen before. Yeah, yeah. It, it can definitely be integrated into gameplay somehow. Um, I think it'll be an interesting thing. So, yeah, 3DS comes out on Sunday. Quite a few games this week. There's about 17 games on the... Th- when the 3DS comes out on Sunday, there's 17 games at launch. Not all of them are great. 
but that's the case with every console launch. They just rush out a load of old crap usually, don't they? So um, I chose two, Pilot Wings, which is a game that I loved on the Nintendo 64, but now they've redone it for the um, in 3D. I mean, it's new. It's like it's not just a redo. It's a brand new Pilot Wings. It's a flying game. Um, and Ridge Racer. So uh, that's the 3DS. I'll talk about it next week because I will have it this time next week, maybe. Don't know. What well, do I ordered it from Amazon, so I don't know when they'll ship it. I can't get it on a Sunday, obviously. Right. So maybe they'll ship it early. Or maybe Today's only Sunday, it. so you got a whole week. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like next week when we do the podcast, I ordered it from Amazon with overnight shipping. Right. But I'm not going to get it on a Sunday. Can't, they can't do that. I mean, the release day is Sunday. Oh, next week, right. I must okay. probably get it on Monday. Okay. Yeah. So, um, oh, and we f- and our basement flooded this week. <laughs> another thing we mentioned. Do you want to... Uh, flooded, flood's a big, is a strong word, but it was the whole carpet on the whole end was soaking wet, which to us is a flood. Now, in comparison to real life disasters, of course it's nothing. It's nothing, right? But when uh, you live it... And I despise anything in my house that isn't what it should be. I don't want bugs. I don't want mice. I don't want dirt. I don't want water that isn't in the bathtub or in my glass or in the kettle, you know, or in the sink. Like, it drives me absolutely nuts. And so, I, when you discovered it, we immediately... And that's from because it had snowed, what, nine inches, eight inches, something like that? Do you know like what? That. I Two don't days. think we'd have discovered it until today if I wouldn't have gone to the toilet that day in there. Because I never do. I think we would have smelled the wet more. Maybe, but it might have took us a couple of days because I because um, it is it's a finished room. It's got a projector and this theater stuff and all the movie stuff and the walls are decorated. It's got paneling. It's yeah, a finished it's a home room. Theater, yeah. And I instantly went and rented uh, one of those carpet blower fan Industrial things, blowers. and we just turned it on and you moved everything out of its path. Which we have some cardboard things like a C three PO and a R two D two and a Wally. These are things that. Of course, they're not valuable, but I mean, you don't want them all soaked up with water. And it just drove me nuts. And we had it running for, what, two and a half days, almost three days to get it totally dry. Luckily, it's getting warmer now, so I think yeah. it'll dry. And it was just because all that snow melted in one day. Yeah. Like, all of it on the ground. And the ground was just it so saturated. It wasn't that our gutters were clogged, because I went up there and checked. They were not... Um, you looked online and found a lot of people in our area. I mean, this, uh, my yeah. basement's never been wet. It's just Why when you get... Wet? Six inches of snow one night, and then the next night it all melts. All of it, yeah. Um, that's a lot of water running off the roof, and it ends up in your house somehow. <laughs> it's a homeowner thing, though, and I have to can't always remind myself, okay, my mother told me, don't buy a house. It was literally, it, in the scheme of things, it was lit nothing. Nothing. It was but it's $60 to rent the yeah, thing. But um, it's annoying. But I think we've got it under control, and, you know, things are back to normal, so... Uh, it's still better than renting an apartment. Even though I, my sister rented a new apartment and I helped my nephew move his stuff over there. And it kind of reminded me of the the package deal you get with an apartment. You know, they have a nice apartment. Everything's freshly painted and everything's freshly cleaned. And all the nail holes are covered up and it's all nice. I mean, it's a nice apartment. Big rooms. And everything's just, you know, they're on the ground floor. They've got a parking lot. They've got a little tiny yard, but they don't have to mow it. Um and I was thinking, this is, you know, if for some reason a Scully ever decided to take off or die or something and I had to be on my own again, I would definitely go back to the apartment life, right? And then as I sat there for maybe an hour or so and we're putting some, he's putting his flat pack furniture together. And you start hearing uh, the people. I start hearing the trampling of the feet steps up the stairs. It's not bad. I mean, and it's voices. a pretty solid building. It's a nice newish building. So it's not like all rattly and shit. 
Didn't hear any voices, just the trampling of people up the outdoor stairs. And then looking out the window and being like, you know, if you park in the wrong spot, somebody's going to get bitchy. If your guest parks in the wrong spot, somebody's going to get bitchy. And like that kind of stuff, I was like, no, no, no. That's why I like having a house. Even with the flood in the basement, even with the extra price. Well, compared to the amount of time we've been here, we've had little problems. Yeah, we've had very little problems. And it's just that reminded me that I wouldn't mind and I would go to I mean, we know this house in and out now. We know that there's a draft that comes through one wall. There's a yeah, a little bit of drip in one bathroom in the ceiling. We know some. We know it's. We know it. Don't so imagine we? moving all our stuff out though, and like redoing everything, painting all our walls, and putting all new carpet in. It would be like the cheap way of moving into a new house, and I'm actually tempted to do that in the next year or so. What? All new carpet. Upstairs, right. our carpet is all the same. That whenever they built it in '71, and I'm assuming they changed it maybe in the '80s. But we it's absolutely all this... need new carpet on the stairs. I can guarantee. Yeah, you. it's almost threadbare in some places because it goes. Something like the kitchen that we got new carpet for. That's something nice. like that. I like that. Yeah, I think that would be better in there because then our chairs wouldn't sink. This one, floor. I think we'd do a fake wood floor because I like the hardness, the hardness of it. But anyway, that's off topic. But I don't like wood. It's too. <laughs> Hollow. Everything sounds hollow. True. Oh, yeah, we wouldn't record very well, would we? Yeah. It would sound... Okay, never mind. bouncy. <laughs> We'd have like... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All right, so... What, what have you got? Because that was what, still part of mine. What have I got for what? For dinner. Oh, for dinner. We have some wheat pitas, which we had last night, and they were very delicious. I'm going to toast them up, and I'm going to make a black bean potato, sweet potato hash. There's like some peppers and onions in it, and some kind of sauce, like... Kind of Mexican-y tasting, because I'm in that mode. And then in that'll be in the pita. And then I have some baked kale that I can smell right now. And then, of course, we have cookies and tea. We also have the Tings, which are not Pirate Booty, but it's the same company. What are they oh. called? Original Tings, which is corn-crunchy, fantastic, delightful little snack. And chocolate-covered raisins, which we also love from the book I can also section. tell that it's getting warmer, because I am never as hungry when it's warmer. That um, is true. That is very true. Yeah, like I eat my dinner and things. Like in in winter, it's really cold. Like I want to eat all I the eat time. I eat like a big plate of food and I'm like, oh, I could I've do gained some. 10 pounds back over the winter because I actually feel like I want to eat every minute. Yeah, like, well, like last work, night, even, like, when you give us dinner, I was like eating it and I was getting really full, like towards it. And I was last like, night's dinner was awesome. Yeah, and I was like, this isn't more dinner than I normally eat, but I, I tend to get full more when, and it just feels warmer, doesn't just it? Just so everyone knows, if anyone cares, last night's dinner was roasted asparagus, some roasted sweet potato slices with nothing on them. I put no oil on any of this stuff, right? Just experimenting, like, do we need oil on everything? Guess not, because they were amazing, and then I made this... Sweet and sour stuff with cabbage, onions, some red pepper, and then put in some sweet and sour sauce. And then I baked some corn, corn chicken nuggets, which is not real chicken. It's like some kind of, I don't know, fake chicken nuggets, breaded. Baked them, chopped them up, put them in the sweet and sour. Put that in the pita breads. And then we had all these vegetables on the side, and it was just, it was delicious and really satisfying. So, I know what you mean, though, because at work when I'm freezing cold all night, I want to eat Literally every minute, unless I my mind. I feel is like, like uh, I want to eat less when it's warmer. I always have like it, like, like in some. That's why you always think in summer oh, I want a salad for my tea. It's like, true. I, I don't want like stodgy stuff. I, I, I don't know. It's just a thing. But. You burn more calories when you're cold. I've I've read because I wondered about it. Even though you still gain like ten pounds in the winter, but you don't gain ten pounds. I've not gained ten. Some pounds. Some people do. That's because you you have that thing where you count everything. I don't give a shit that close, so I don't count. If I'm hungry, I eat. 
So there comes my 10 pounds. <laughs> 10 pounds worth of food I maybe shouldn't have eaten, but I don't care. Yeah, well... I'm not Angelina Jolie, so I do not that's care. not how it works. It's not you ate 10 pounds more food. I probably did. I ate more than 10 pounds worth. I know, it's more than 10 pounds. That's what I'm saying. It's not just 10 pounds. You just ate 10 pounds worth. It did, and that's what stuck. So is that the... Uh... And then, uh, what else? The vanilla beer, which we've already discussed. It's quite good. I'm about done with this bottle, and I'll probably have another while I make dinner. It does not have an overwhelming vanilla taste, but it has a nice... It's not sweet or anything. It's just nice... I don't know what the company is, but it's quite tasty. Quite tasty. And my other thing is uh, Meaning of Life, which I think we'll save for another day. All right. So uh, I want to remind you about the websites, uh, ascoli.com, sitart.com. Oh, I want to say hello to Mexico, because my mother told me today she's in Mexico, and they have a friend there who listens to us. He's not from Mexico, but he's there. And I want to say hello to Dan Terrible. That's his name, Dan Terrible. Is that his nickname? No, that's their last name. As, it's spelled. as far as I understand. Terrible. T-E-R-R-I-B-L-E. Is he... Is He's he... not terrible at all. He's awesome. <laughs> From what I... I've only met him once, but my mother is likes him Is he English? Um, I mean, American? No. Yeah. Terrible. I've never heard that name before. Second name. Yeah, well... I don't know that that's their actual last name, but that's what they're called. Maybe that's just email. his internet name. Right? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But um, anyway, hello and thank you for listening. And you're not terrible. No. So, um, yeah, I want to... Remind you about, you can catch us both on Twitter and Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. You can subscribe to this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace. Z- I believe the name Zoom might, we might not have to say that sooner or later, because uh-huh. uh, Zoom might be I love gone. my Zoom so much. I think that's the last Zoom you will see. No more Zooms. Um, so what are you going to buy me next Christmas? You'll have to. <laughs> just, <coughs> at this point. I don't think I would ever buy an iPod. I don't know. Whatever the other thing is, I would buy. <laughs> Listen to you. It's just too... Apple stuff, is just, to me, it's too just too... It's just everybody has it. Like, And I feel like it's been fun experiencing the Zoom. Oh, yeah, it's totally. A, it's awesome. It's an awesome creature. I don't like the... Jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, like if I if I had to have a cell phone or I wanted a cell phone, I would buy a Windows phone. I, I, I definitely am interested in the Windows phone. I don't need a cell phone. I think when you get a new cell phone, you should go for a Windows phone. Because when you go for a new cell phone, phones like you have will probably not They're inexistent. Exist. Yeah, that's what I mean. It'll all be touchscreen phones. So You know me, though. I'll keep that phone till it's... Yeah. Get lost or fall apart. Yours is like a Motorola Razr. Because I couldn't care. No, yours is a Crazer, right? Yeah. I, I couldn't care any less about Which my is like from what? Like 2007? Yeah, like two years ago. But I mean, when they came out, like it, it's, it was not, you know, it's just one of those. Right? Yeah. Um, it works. It makes phone yep, calls. That's right? all I that's care about. Um, so yeah, you can uh, also catch this podcast through Marketplace, iTunes Music Store, or the RSS feed. Just go to ascoli.com, the newly redesigned ascoli.com. Click on the word podcast, subscribe, listen, download, download make, all. Make sweet love to it. Download all of them if you like. Um, no skin of us. Go for it. I mean, you're only going to listen to 160 hours. More, more than that. Two hours, some of them, right? So you can email feedback to me at Don't email SidTalk, as you know. Please email him and tell him he's wrong about no train that goes from France to Italy. I'm not wrong. <laughs> um, but the Eurostar which is what they were on definitely does not um, so yeah that's it uh, stay classy Angelina Jolie very classy in this movie very classy um, 
very good posture. <laughs> very classy. And I'm going to say think for yourself, everyone, because if you don't do it, somebody will do it for you.